How's everyone doing today? What's going on? <laughs> it's a little um, Bronx love. I'm telling you, I'm in the mood. It's Friday night. It is January 20th. I don't know why January 20th sounds like a a famous day or something. I think that's like Oprah Winfrey's birthday or something like that. Or the beginning of the Aquarius? Is that what that is? But anyway, tonight we're going to talk about 30 things you should know about the Bronx. I think we're only going to do 10 for tonight because they're pretty much like whew, crazy, crazy, crazy. But let me see. Does anybody know why the Bronx is called the Bronx? Hmm. Who knows? Vamos a ver. My name is Wanda, and I am the host of Salty Coffee Podcast. How is everyone doing today? If you're new to this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're returning, thank you for stopping by. Um, generally, I am here on stereo. I'm going to try to do every Friday night to, to talk a little bit about New York, and then it will go on to Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and our website. So please make sure you tune in. The link that's here below or above me is my playlist for the Bronx. Bronx songs. I mean, it goes with the title, right? How you doing, K-Van? <laughs> anyway, so one of the things that I want you to know is that please visit www.saltycoffeepodcast.com and know that all of my information is in there and you can come up if you want to but let's talk about the Bronx rules <laughs> 30 things non-Bronxites should know about the Bronx so a person from the Bronx is called a Bronx site. B R O N X I T E, a Bronx site. So I was not born in the Bronx. I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised in Washington Heights in Manhattan, Upper West Side of Manhattan. And now I'm living in the Bronx. My children also were not born um, in the Bronx. They were born in Washington Heights, where I was born also. However, I went to high school in the Bronx. I went to John F. Kennedy High School in a uh, class of 88. Whew, I'm old. <laughs> Let me tell you something about the Bronx and my high school. My high school had about, let's say, you know what, let me change this, hold on. John F. Kennedy High School is like close to Manhattan. It's like literally the bridge of Manhattan. And then John F. Kennedy High School is like right on the, the river, if you will. And the John F. Kennedy High School had, I, I want to say 3,000 students total i do remember the number was very high so the building is uh six floors seven floors there was escalators there was elevators and then there were stairs the escalators um moved every even floor so two four six eight like that um but as a high school student you were supposed to be very active and i remember in my john f kennedy high school it was very segregated within the school so you'll have the first floor where it had the auto shop the um mechanical shop the uh wood shop metal shop the music uh instrument orchestra department or choir like the first floor was the building um bodybuilding course you know like the the fitness room if you will the courts 
for basketball playing, all of that was on the main level. On the main level, you also had parking for the kids who lived in that neighborhood who had cars. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the 80s. <laughs> in the 80s, I don't think they had this whole thing where, you know, like if, if you graduate, you, you, you could be 22 <laughs> and still in high school. That was a thing. Or I believe that what was happening was that there were people who were 18, 19, but looked 35. <laughs> so that was the thing back then. We just all looked grown up and old. I don't ask me why. I don't know why that was. But I do know this, that you never saw someone pregnant. You never saw someone with children. So I, I do believe that that was something where they, those students had to go somewhere else to study or study from home, which was, you know, not so cool. I didn't meet a lot of people who lived in the Bronx. The majority of the people that I still made friendship with or stayed friends with were from Washington Heights because that's just my thing. That's where I grew up. And I will always be a Washington Heights person, but I live in the Bronx now. I've been here for 11, 12 years and oh, probably more, uh, maybe 15 years. But I've always been connected. You know, everyone who can't afford to live in Washington Heights have moved to the Bronx or they left the city. So I'm still connected. I think the Bronx brought a lot into Washington Heights. It was kind of different because, you know, in Washington Heights, the majority were Dominicans. In the Bronx, the majority were Black and Puerto Ricans. Um, I do recall some Puerto Ricans living in Washington Heights, but not that many. Um, at least I wasn't aware of. But I love my high school. My high school was a big, huge building. So when I spoke about segregation, one of the things that I noticed. As, as a kid who's 15, because I, I started high school at 15, which, oof. yeah, 15, probably 14. Yeah, because I, grad, I graduated in 88 and I was 18. So I started maybe 14 turning 15. And one of the things that I noticed was that um, the sixth floor um, had. So so our building was very large. It had seven to eight floors. I can't remember the number of floors. But we had a cafeteria, a dining hall, and every other floor. So the sixth floor, I remember many Spanish people. So all the Dominicans were, you know, isolated in one floor. The Asian students, they hooked up in their floor. The Black students, they stayed in their floor. It was just weird um, how that worked, but we really didn't mingle with other groups. Like, like it was weird how kids just stuck to their groups. We had people who were Greeks, um, probably born here, but their families were Greeks. We had a lot of Italians. We had, um, I remember having an Indian friend who invited me to her house one time. And I thought it was amazing to be in a house in the Bronx. I've never visited a house, um, so at least not in the Bronx. So I thought that was um, cool to have friends and people. But I, what I do believe was not cool was that it was segregated. Like people would just group and cling to their what they thought was, you know, themselves, I guess. I don't know. But let's talk about the Bronx. So there's only one rule in the Bronx. Um, you never call it New York. And the second rule is you never call it New York. <laughs> um, it's called the Bronx. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about why it's called the Bronx. Out of all of the five boroughs, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, Brooklyn, why is the Bronx the only one 
called the Bronx. So I Googled it, right? Because heck, I didn't even know what the hell was that was about. But it says here, let's see. So it has to do a lot with the name. So the Bronx was from a Sweden guy um, by the name of Jonas Bronk. Bronk, right? B-R-O-N-C-K, right? And he, um, after they like colonized and confirmed and did all everything they needed to do, you know how politicians are, whatever they needed to do. Um, let's see. So here it is. This is from New York One, published June 8th, 2015. And it says, it's the only borough with an article in its name, The Bronx. As we kick off a special series called What's in the Name, taking a look at how neighborhood, neighborhoods and streets came to be. New York One's Aaron Clark starts with how the Bronx got its name. So let's let's listen to that. Let me turn off this Spotify because I have the music that's there playing. So let me play this one and see if you can hear it. Thank you very much for being so patient. For those of you who are listening on Anchor, let's see. Let's see, why is it? Why? Why? Was Bronx's river. Like with many names that can be difficult, it all started in 1639 when a Scandinavian, Jonas Bronx, B R O N C K, settled in a Dutch colonial province in New Netherlands. When he died, 2015. Feel free to Google it. As a matter of fact, the Bronx is in desperate need of a historian. So if you know anyone who can possibly come in 
to take the position is a is an actual position in the Bronx and if you need information about how to apply or if you want the links please feel free to send me a message here or visit my website www.saltycoffeepodcast.com and I will send you the link of where the information is located. But one of the things that I love about the Bronx since I've been living here 15 years and I went to high school here, the other thing is, number two, it's the real guts of New York City. (laughs) So it says, make no mistake about it, Manhattan is Wall Street, Brooklyn is for the artists and the yuppies, but the Bronx is for the real folks. And I don't know if that's 100% true about it, but I would have to say after living here for 15 years, I do have to say I've visited other boroughs and everybody can be a little snobby. People in the Queen, in Queens can be a little snobby. People in Manhattan can be a little bougie and, and kind of crazy too because most of them just have an apartment in town or something like that, but they don't really live here. And they don't even come to the Bronx. So shame on them. Anyway, the Bronx is huge and it has a lot of different sectors. So even in the Bronx itself, it has its, you know, wealth of history. I mean, hip hop alone was ideally created here. And they're going to, I don't know if it's open now, but they, they're going to open up uh, the first and ever hip hop museum. And it's going to be amazing. And sometimes I wish that politicians would spend money or developers would spend money wisely on the things that they do. But I think this is going to be fantastic because it's going to be future technology-based museum. It's gonna have a luxury apartment with it. The location is smack where you can cross from one borough to the next. So I I can't wait till it actually opens. They have a smaller museum to show you what the new museum is gonna look like, but the hip hop museum is gonna be a great thing. I went to Seattle this June and I went to their hip hop museum. And you know um, what's the funniest thing about going to a museum? (laughs) The the craziest thing about visiting a museum is actually seeing your history. Like, I'm looking at this shit, and I'm like, wait, I was there. And at some point, I'm like, wait, is that me in the background in that picture? So so that's, that's the weird part about being my age and visiting these museums and can actually sit with you and tell you when I went to that concert, that hip hop concert (laughs) that that didn't even require a ticket, there was no internet, there was really no flip phones, nothing, maybe a beeper or something like that, but not really. I can tell you what it smelled like, I can tell you what the heat was like, I can tell you what we were wearing, what perfume was on at that time. I think it's amazing to be able to share real stories. So yeah, the the people from the Bronx, make no mistake about it. We are the real folks. Um, Don't be afraid to come to the Bronx um, based on what you've been told. Not everyone does, you know, what you've seen, like, I know you see a lot of viral videos and you see a lot of things, but if you really, really have an open mind and you look at things for the positive side of it and the beauty of it, like we have the botanical garden, that's free for New Yorkers. I go there every Sunday, I meditate, I walk, and I enjoy the fresh environment. And I get away because New York can be loud generally, but when I go to the Botanical Garden, that's my place, my getaway. I go to the Bronx Zoo. I have to say, I've been to other zoos in other states. The Bronx Zoo can do a better job, but I don't know if it's because of the weather. I don't know if it's because, you know, people don't like to see animals trapped 
you know? I don't know what that's all about for me, but I do visit and I do support it and I do um, still go. I go to, so just in case you didn't know, if you're a New Yorker and you get the New York ID, right? You can actually get a whole year membership for free for these places, for all New York City, you know, landmark parks or parks that are wildlife certified parks, like the Brooklyn Museum and stuff like that. You can actually get stuff for free. When you come and visit from another state, you know, you can lie and just say you're a student. Bring your friend's ID. I don't care. Put a fall sticker, a spring sticker, whatever you want, and just get in there for free. I, I really want people to start learning how to find resources. I remember when I went to Paris and I visited um, Le Chateau Versailles, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. But it's this big mansion. They actually had a show about it on either Netflix or I don't know, Hulu, whatever it was. And the first thing they asked was like, are you students from the United States? And I looked at them like, mm, no. <laughs> oh, okay. And they were like, are you students? Like they were like literally trying to tell me, just say you're a student and you can come in for free. You know, so pay attention to that stuff. Um, just say you're a student, you know, whatever. What are they gonna do? Ask you for a transcript? That's not how these places work. They actually want people to learn about their country. And I think in New York, we're also wanting to do that. So please take advantage. If you're a New Yorker, it's easy. You can just apply on the NYC website, gov website, go in to New York, New York City ID or whatever it is that it's called. Register and make an appointment. You go to your nearest public library. That's it. You get an ID, they take a picture of you. They send it to you, you go to the Botanical Garden, you go to the Bronx Zoo, become a membership, and the first time is free. I don't know if they have like a database because you can only do it one time for free for one year. So I don't know if they have like a database or anything like that, but you know what? If you did it five years ago, just go back and COVID happened. I don't know. Tell them you didn't have a chance to experience that year because you, when you did it, it was like before COVID and, and that shit happened, right? So number three. Uh, what does it say? That's why they're the Bronx. Um, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island. Notice how the Bronx is the only one that gets the introduction. That's no accident. Okay, number four. But you can call it BX for short. And, and you know how people do the Wakanda sign? That's what we do. Um, yeah, that's, is that? Yeah, that's what we do for the Bronx, for the BX. Um, the same, you know, we do like an X. We put our, our hands together, our arms, our wrists, whatever you want to call it. Um, so no, BX doesn't show in the syllables of the Bronx at all, but it fits so much better on a hat, kind of like when Christina Aguilera became ex-Tina, except cool. I don't know. This is what they wrote. I'm just reading after that. Number five, there's only one team in baseball. Does anybody know which team that is? I'm, I'm surprised my hat that I'm wearing right now doesn't have it, but hey, whatever. Um, and the other Yankees, hey, um, I'm not a baseball fan. I don't know why people assume because I'm Dominican that I'm supposed to like baseball. Don't ask me why. I don't know what that's all about. But hey, <laughs> go Yankees. I don't know. I think baseball is like the most boring sport ever. I like action. I like hit. I, I love boxing. And I love um, hockey. So I, I like aggressiveness. I like fast pace. I like sweat. I like to see people really challenge themselves, their body. That's what I like. So I don't see that in baseball. I think, you know, them, you know, striped little outfit looks okay. I've been to the Yankee Stadium, to the new one. I've never been to the older one. 
And I just want people to know that in when, when we live in a state that has such a huge place, right, that offers work to the community, I want people to pay attention to that and to make sure that we hold our political elected officials accountable for those things because um, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they they bring this thing and they use tax dollars to build this new thing, right? And you think, yeah, we're gonna have work, we're gonna have jobs, we're gonna be in there, and you know, we're gonna make money, and the Bronx is gonna be no, that's not what happens. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not what happens. But hey, know where your tax dollars go, and if you feel that you're being cheated on something make a fuss out of it. I do recall reading that the the older uh, Yankee Stadium, they left on, owning a lot of money in rent. So <laughs> there you go. And the sad part about all of that, like Madison Square Garden, you know, uh, Yankee Stadium, all these bigger places, the workers and the customers are the ones that pay the taxes. The CEOs, and the people who run these places, they pay no taxes. So we need to look at that too. Just do your research, you'll see it. Number uh, six, in the best stadium in the world. Yeah, it's not the Yankee Stadium of yesteryear that the diehards grew up with, but it's still fantastic. Okay, whatever. Number seven, don't argue with the bleacher creatures. Bleacher creatures are Yankee fans who have more than likely tried to sell their souls just to see the Yanks get through their division. More than once, hell, every year, they yell, they scream, they swear, they cheer, they boo, and they do it all on one setting loud. So I don't know anything about Yankee Stadium. I don't know anything about that stuff. One thing that I do know is that people will actually come from Staten Island or Queens or wherever they come from, Long Island, whatever, in the subways, drunk, loud, no mask, whatever. And it is kind of upsetting to the residents who actually live there and trying to go, go back home after work. But Thank you for your support and thank you for coming to watch a Yankee game. Don't believe everything you hear. The Bronx doesn't always get the best reputation, but you will be very surprised by the difference of what the Bronx is versus what you hear that is if you came here once in a while. The whole borough is on its way up and is very sad. And that's very true. Um even though it fluctuates, it's just random stuff that happens randomly in some random space. You know, you could have Third Avenue, like Third Avenue right now is growing, is building, is creating, is uh, it has incentives for young people who are run, wanting to run their business. It's definitely not, you know, the hipsters or the yuppies from Brooklyn. But it's even better than that because they they maintain the culture from the Puerto Ricans, from the Dominicans, from um, the Africans, from the Indians. Like it's it's just full of everybody's culture, and it's maintaining that. It's not getting into something weird that we can't relate to. So don't believe everything you hear about the Bronx, okay? Because there are spaces that are safe. There are spaces that are culturally diverse, and there are spaces that you can bring your children and have a great time. But keep it hush hush because seriously, no one wants the Bronx turning into another Williamsburg. That's what it says on this article. I didn't make this up. Number 10, the Bronx School of Hard Knocks can't be beat. Education is in invaluable, but so are some good old fashioned street smarts. In the Bronx, you not only gain street smarts and common sense, you learn how to mingle with literally everybody. And I think that's true. I think 
if you come to the Bronx, you never been to the Bronx before, and you get lost or something like that, you can ask somebody, and they will even take you there. Like they will direct you there and walk you there, and you don't have to be scared. You don't have to. I mean, you have to be cautious regardless, right? Wherever you go. But um, we're very helpful people in helping others um, obtaining information or knowing where to go and when and what's dangerous and what's not. Number 11, what's on their minds? Just kidding. No one in the Bronx will ever get tired of explaining what's on their mind. Opinions are native language here. They're strong on their loud and you never have to wonder where you stand. So one of the things that I do believe is that Bronxites, especially if you were born here and you're still here from the 1980s and 70s, you have to be real strong. To, to sustain of living here because it can be very challenging, it can be very difficult, and it can be very dangerous too. So kudos to number um, 11, what's on their minds, because we will tell you how we feel about things, but we will take it to the next level and we will tell not only you, but we will tell the politician what's up. Yo, what's up with my block? What's going on? Why do I have to come to work and deal with this stuff? And we do that. We do communicate, we do protect, and we do share information uh, as far as resources and all of that stuff. So when one person knows one thing, everybody in the Bronx is going to know it, where to go for free food, where to go for free parking, where to go for free anything. We collectively support each other. When COVID happened, guess what? The government didn't give a shit about the Bronx. So guess what? We were still running the businesses. We were still selling food. We were still selling whatever. We um, quietly, I'm just gonna say this real quick. We didn't give a shit. We were still working and we were still running. And whether we have a snowstorm or we have whatever happens in the Bronx, we're gonna take care of our people. And that's one thing that I appreciate because we often hear in other platforms, how often we're not working together, we're hating each other, we're talking, you know, crap about each other. But at the end of the day, when it comes to New Yorkers, for sure, for sure, specifically in the Bronx, when shit hits the fan, we are together as one and we will help each other. I don't, I can't tell you about the street side of it because I'm not into that. So, but I do want to say that that is one thing that i can attest to because i live here and i know that it happens um again when there's a snowstorm the street is so clean because we we can't depend we can't the bronx can't depend on the government because for the longest time we've been the last one on the list for everything september 11 snowstorm hurricane sandy COVID, last we are the last of everything. We are the bottom of the barrel. And, and when I say the Bronx, I'm talking about like the lower income to no income people and communities. Because again, the Bronx is huge and it does have a lot of wealthy areas. Riverdale. Riverdale, they think they're own, their own borough with themselves because that's how rich they are. <laughs> and I think, um, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, I think Mike Tyson at one point lived up there somewhere in one of those mansions, but it is what it is. Um, number 13, but you'll probably never be from the Bronx. You're not Jenny. You're not from the block. Unless you were born or even raised here, then you live in the Bronx. That's still something to be proud of, but there is a difference. And I can tell you and I can attest to it that there is a difference. I was not born here. I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Washington Heights, and live in the Bronx. However, when I left Brooklyn, I was only three years old. I left Washington Heights after I got married and moved to the Bronx, which was in 2004. So, however, again, I went to high school in the Bronx. So, I am proud. I am very proud that even though it may seem like, damn, you you going down, girl. Like you're going to boogie down. 
Um, I just believe that I'm proud. I'm proud that um, I can flow. I can engage. I can protect. I can share and support my community, you know? And I'd rather be in a place where I can do that comfortably than to be in a place where I feel like I don't even belong, to be honest with you. So even though I still feel like I'm getting older and I want a slower pace, quieter sp uh, space, I think um, I am proud to be in the Bronx and, and I love it. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. Number 14, believe it or not, it's the friendliest borough. I don't know about all that because I'm not that friendly. But obviously, this depends on who you run into. But overall, people in the Bronx are way less apprehensive than they are in the other boroughs. Here, you'll know your neighbors. And sometimes that is true. Um, unfortunately, we, we live in a, in a life, you know, we live with a lot of changes. Like COVID really messed a lot of things up where people relocated, moved, they couldn't afford it, they, didn't, they thought it was too dangerous. So there's not a lot of people living in places like in the past, you know, more than five years, more than 10 years, raising your kids, raising your grandkids in the same name. That doesn't happen a lot. But you do eventually when some shit happens, um, you do eventually get to know people and see people and, and they know you. You know, I know if if something happened to me in a corner, I know I will be supported by somebody, you know, because I just have that look. I just have that face like, oh, we need to help her. <laughs> um, hey, Vader, how are you? Hey, Mike Spicy, how are you guys? Thank you for stopping by. Um, Number 15, Boogie Down Forever. I had to look up why it was called Boogie Down. And I Googled it because I'm like, yeah, what's that all about? <laughs> what is this boogie down? So I Googled it and it said, by a large margin, survey respondents answered the quote, the boogie down Bronx, a reference to the borough status as the birthplace of hip hop. The nickname dates back to the 1970s. <laughs> Dance parties where DJs first started isolating and letting MCs spit lyrics over beats. So I did not know that. So that's a good thing to know. So I wonder if they were like, yo, we're from the boogie down. Let's go. Who's from the Bronx? I don't know. But maybe that's it. Um, Breakdancing is still boss. The Rocksteady Crew. Does anybody know about the Rocksteady Crew? Crew. Um, they say it started here in the Bronx. Breakdancing has always been one of the most underestimated things in the neighborhood. It should be called the Bronx Electric Boogaloo. I don't know what that means. But breakdancing. Do you remember breakdancing, Vader? Did you ever do that? Um, the father of my children did that when he was younger. And you know, I don't know. 17. <laughs> it's not just the bleacher creatures that get loud. If it were scientifically measured, the Bronx would probably register as the city with the highest decibel levels in the world. <laughs> Everything is loud. From the people to the streets, everyone here just used to it. You know what? I have to agree. Even though right now I'm on the ninth floor, and I could barely hear anything because it's probably cold outside. The noise level is very high. And I don't know if you experienced uh, the past two years if you experienced this, but somehow fireworks was a thing for like consistently after COVID for like even non-July 4th <laughs> days and months. Um, that was still going on. Motorcycles, cars with those mufflers, Music, I mean, it's just, some. sometimes it's very overwhelmingly tired and it is kind of loud. And I think that's why a lot of people, the older folks, they just get tired and they just leave. And I don't blame them. I really don't. It's just really messy. 
and I blame the Dominicans for it. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, yes, that's a street named Stickball. Stickball became Stickball right here in the Bronx throughout the mid 20th century. It became such a popular pastime, they named it Boulevard after it. They named a boulevard after it. They still have a professional league to represent them. And this source came from the Bronx Royals. I I remember watching kids uh, playing stickball. I don't know. I mean, they have a league and everything, but I haven't seen anything on any national sports TV or something. But that would be interesting to watch. You know, would they orchestrate the 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 whole look of buildings and a street with the cars? Like, what would that look like? But I would be interested to know. 19. Will you have more fun with a game of handball? <laughs> Remember handball? Uh, stickball was what your grandfather or your, your dad played. Um, for the most part, handball is way more popular these days. Um, I don't know. Do we see people playing handball? I do remember when I grew up in uh, Washington Heights. If we go by the river, they're like between 158 and 160. They had these handball cards, uh, not cards, uh, handball courts. And I would see the guys play there, and that was pretty interesting just to watch them. Number 20, Pelham Parkway Rockefeller Center. Friends come to visit around the holidays, and they inevitably want to see the giant tree from home alone. Guess what? Never happening. <laughs> Unless those friends go to by themselves, of course, the Pelham Parkway Christmas lights are so much more legit anyway. So Pelham Parkway is kind of huge. And I remember watching a movie, I think it was called, it was this movie where the, the girl was a robot and she was, uh, she wasn't a robot. She was like an agent and she was born to be an agent. Um, Luna, I think it was Luna or something like that. And they filmed a lot of it in Pelham Parkway. 21, kiss your mother with the with that mouth. I'm skipping that one because it's kind of weird. 22, you mean Bronx pizza? Everyone thinks that because New York City has a reputation for the best pizza, that the obvious place to find best slice is in Midtown. Wrong. Opinions vary. But the truth is that John and Joe's Pizza on Lydig Avenue is the king of all pizza. Rumor has it, John and Joe's is the only pizza the Ninja Turtles would eat. This is what they wrote out. So I've never visited, um, and it's spelled L-Y-D-I-G Avenue. John, okay, John and Joe's. So that's the name of the pizza shop, John and Joe's. And it's still there. <laughs> It has 4.4 stars. You can Google it. John and Joe's Pizzeria, 749 Lydig Avenue in the Bronx. And it's a, it looks like it's a small place. It looks like um, a nice place. It doesn't, I don't know. It looks awesome. Oh, salty coffee. Hey, I just got to say. The Ninja Turtles only ate Domino's. I I'm just saying. <laughs> you said Ninja Turtles only eat Domino's. No way. <laughs> What's up, Salty Coffee? How are you doing? I hope all is well. Hello, my lady. How are you? I'm doing great. So I'm giving like 30 things you should know about the Bronx. I'm up to number 22, which was about Bronx pizza. And the best place to eat Bronx pizza is John and Joe's Pizzeria on Liddick Avenue. Please feel free to come back um, only because uh, the word the Bronx, I spoke about that earlier. And I think it's important for people to know that that history um let's see number 23 new Eng how you doing you change your clothes again what's going on 
Yeah, you change yourself. I like this one though with the butterflies and the flags. I like it. Congratulations on all your hard work. I'm so proud of you still. And you know, congratulations on your stereo winning for Queen of you know Toronto. I know you wanted it so bad and you got it. Oh, she's fine. Or maybe she left a message. Number 23, New England and DX. Outsiders are usually amazed that the Bronx has their own island and even more amazed at how awesome it is. City Island. Have you been to City Island? Is like a little New England fishing village with some awesome restaurants. So I haven't been to City Island, to be honest with you, in maybe four years. Uh, the last time I went was probably 2018. Um, so I don't know what it looks like post-COVID, but I do have to say they have the best restaurants there when it comes to seafood. I don't know what seafood looks like now in this post-COVID age that we're living in, but man, back in the 80s, 90s, City Island was hot tamale. So you know how people go to Miami to hang out? People here will go to City Island to like just eat and ball out, you know, spend money. Um, I guess, yeah. So yeah, City Island. Make sure you visit City Island. 24, Little Italy isn't what it used to be. And I can say that is the truth. Arthur Avenue is really like the Italy area. But it says sad but true. A lot of people will boost it as being the true little Italy. That was true years ago. But it's really just riding its own coattails at this point. There are more non-Italians there than there are Italians these days. Of course, it's still better than most other cities' Italian neighborhoods. So there's that. And that's true. I heard that little italy in the bronx was like the place to be when it comes to food when it comes to like the best wine everything um they really had their community here and that would be in arthur avenue you could still find some italian restaurants there and they are awesome so if you come to new york and you go to the yankee stadium or you go to the botanical garden or you go to the bronx zoo it's very close to the Bronx Zoo. So make sure you visit Arthur Avenue. You will not believe that you're still in the Bronx because it literally looks like the Soho area. If you know what that, that looks like or means. So number 25, bodegas for everything. <laughs> Outsiders seem to have some sort of a love affair with Target, which everyone in the Bronx knows is only because they don't have bodegas. Can you find three eggs? half a bundle of plantains, pictures of your cashier's kid, <laughs> and a creepy cat waiting to trip you on Target? I don't think so. So yeah, the bodegas here, they're in every corner. There could be four or five bodegas. And bodegas just means it's a convenience store. A convenience store with everything from aspirin to uh, anything for babies, formula, diapers, Sanitary napkins, tampons, food, soup, soda, drinks, alcohol. And the space is like, what? <laughs> Some bodegas are like no more than 120 square feet. Like, <laughs> but they're amazing because they have everything. And whatever they don't have, trust me, they'll get it for you because they'll call the other bodega to get it. It's just what we do. And again, what I had mentioned earlier is that New York City has this thing that when shit happens, the Bronx is the last one to be helped, right? So we don't expect help from no one. So we just take care of shit ourselves. We're done. We're done with politicians, with their promises. We're done with them. We just take care of shit ourselves. Forget it. That's how we do it. If a snowstorm comes, we're not waiting for the damn people to come clean the streets. Them, the owners of the bodegas are the ones that sleep in the bodega that night before and they're cleaning and they're cleaning and they're cleaning the streets for the people to get to work and go do their thing, which is to hustle. That's what we do. And I love it. I love it. 
I love it that I can still function. I can still go to work without having to call out a snow day. You know, I hate people from New Jersey who's like, oh, I can't make it into work because the snow, I'm going to clean the snow in my car. Whatever. You know, I, could, I can't be a boss. <laughs> I will fire people. I will like, I don't believe this stuff. Get your ass to work. <laughs> but that's a different story. Number 26, the Bronx Zoo. Believe the hype. The truth is the Bronx Zoo, wait for it, a zoo? It's a good zoo, yes, but it's still a zoo. If you like animals, you love it. If you don't really care, either way, it's still just a zoo. And I had mentioned that earlier um, in the talk that the Bronx Zoo, I've been to other zoos in other states, and they're phenomenal. They're great. They have um, animals that belong in that, you know, state. Unfortunately, the Bronx can't really do that. Like. Um, New York is known for buffaloes. You know, we're known for deers. We're known for raccoons. And they don't have that in the zoo. <laughs> we're known for pigeons. <laughs> so we really can't enjoy the, the, the real animals of what was here in this environment. So, I mean, but it is still a zoo. Our tax dollars does go into it. So, again, if you're from, if you're a New Yorker and you have, uh, the ability to get an NYC ID, you can enter in these places for free. You can get up to one year of a membership for free. If you're coming from out of town and you're a professor or you're a student or you have kids that are in college, show them your college ID and just ask for a discount. Don't, don't be shy. Don't try to have people like, we're here to learn, okay? Um, just still getting money from the government, then hey, you know, stop asking people for more money. 27 is greener than Kermit the Frog. Just because the Bronx doesn't mean, just because it is the Bronx, doesn't mean that it's all concrete. Take a trip to the Pelham Parkway, Pelham Bay Park, uh, which is bigger than Central Park, and that is true. Or there's Van Corlin Park. Van Corlin Park has a pool. You take the number one train from the hotel that you're staying in, you get off on the last stop, bam, the pool is right there, it's free, and it's beautiful. I mean, it's just a pool. Oh, I love New York. My my family's from New York, and they're from the Bronx. Oh, yeah, I love the bodegas, the Chinese food. Oh, listen, I love everything about the Bronx, because... They don't got yellow rice Chinese food. Tell me I'm lying. They don't got it out here. Only in New York. For real? I'm sorry. Okay. I was just trying to see um, why I couldn't hear my headset. They don't got uh, a bodega that I can go to and get a, a, a freaking sub or a hero. <laughs> Like you call him a hero. <laughs> they don't got uh, a bodega that I can go to and get a a, a freaking sub or a hero. <laughs> <laughs> like you call him a hero. <laughs> Actually, we don't even call them heroes. We what is it that they call them, Vader? They call them something else. A, a cheese? A cheese? What is it? A cheese? something there's a name for the sandwich where they call it something but i can't remember right now but yeah the bodegas man they have everything beer soda water um pedialyte <laughs> for those that are dehydrated um yeah so as far as the parks are concerned we have huge parks um van Corlin again is bigger than um central park uh actually it says pelham bay park is bigger than central park van Corlin park bronx park botanical garden again if you're from new york you get there for free and the bronx equestrian center i've never been there but i'll probably be there soon is it a hoagie we call no. them hoagies out here I'm just saying. No, it's a weird, stupid name. 
Why well, can't remember? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's see. What is the sandwich called in the? Oh my God! Chopped cheese. Why couldn't I get that? A chopped cheese. That's the signature uh, bodega sandwich. A chopped cheese, which uh the sandwich also called chopped cheese is ground beef with onions topped with melted cheese and served with lettuce and tomatoes condiments on a hero roll so you're probably calling it the hero because that's what we used to call it back in the 80s but i think chopped cheese became something new like i think late 90s maybe i can't remember number 28 Edgar Allan Poe lived here too. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe penned um, some of his best work, including Annabelle Lee and Eureka during the, his last years, which he spent in a cottage in the Bronx. Don't believe it? Go visit the cottage yourself. And I have seen the cottage. It's very small. It's smack in the middle of Grand Concourse. And I think it's... Uh, 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 a thing that I, I think they renovated it for you to go to visit it now. Um, so I think I'm going to stop by this spring and do it and, and take some time. Number 29, how to cool off. Summers get hot. Take a dip in the Bronx swimming pools, otherwise known as hydrants <laughs> or Johnny pumps <laughs> for the old schoolers. Okay, I don't recommend that at all. If I, if I am honest here i think fire hydrant stuff it's okay to have it open and that's fine but it can be very dangerous children have been killed on fire hydrants i don't know if you guys saw this go viral but around the corner from where i live they literally built a pool around a fire hydrant <laughs> and the person who sent it to me is a friend from california and she's like, is this what we're doing now in your neighborhood? Is this what we're doing? And I was so embarrassed. I sent it to my uh, city council person. I was like, is this what we're doing now, sir? Uh, are you allowing people to build pools because you're taking all the money for this other bullshit um, museums and all that shit, but you can't build more pools for our kids? So I thought it was funny and sad at the same time like why do i have to see this from a friend from california and it's gone viral on TikTok? <laughs> it's just mean but yeah so you want to cool off i guess forget the, the the pools and go to a fire hydrant i personally do not recommend that it is very dangerous um so please take care of the kids and just be be careful and last but not least, 30. And the end is still not Staten Island. <laughs> um, people make their Bronx jokes. Go ahead. Hate is going to hate. As Taylor Swift always says, it just means those Manhattan snob, snobs and Brooklyn hipsters are moving in there. Thank you. But in the end, everyone can find a mutual um, understanding under the umbrella of that no matter how bad it gets, at least they're not in Staten Island. <laughs> um, so yeah, so those are the 30 things about the Bronx. Please feel free to click on the link here where I created a whole playlist on all Bronx hip hop and rappers from 70s and 80s and maybe 90s and 2000s too. I, I don't I put in some new ones in there that I never heard from. But yeah, man. Uh New York is amazing. If you're coming down, let me know. Um I can probably take you to a couple of places just so that you can navigate it easier. Driving is not a thing here, so you know, you get to places faster and better without a car and just using, you know, either Uber if you're gonna drink or, you know, really have some fun or if you just want to do museums and stuff, um, please let me know and visit my website at www.saltycoffeepodcast.com 
so that you can get more information of other places that I've been to. I have a talk on YouTube called the New York City Do's and Don'ts. I also have the top 10 places for you to go when you come to visit here. So feel free to go to my YouTube channel. If you go to my website, www.saltycoffeepodcast.com, one word, on the top, you're going to see a ticker. Just click on the YouTube channel there, subscribe, and you'll see all the stuff that I do in New York City, in Alaska, Seattle, Chicago, Dominican Republic. I'm going to the Bahamas next month for my birthday, and I am excited. I'm excited about that. So please um, stay safe. It is Friday, January 20th. I believe it's Oprah Winfrey's birthday today, but who knows? I'm not as rich as she is yet, but I'm struggling. I'm trying, and someday I'll get there. <laughs> um, she started late. Hey, you never know. But Vader, thank you so much for hanging in there. I appreciate it so much. I miss you. Um, I have to hit you on the back chat for some other stuff that I want to say. But um, it's very nice to see you. I follow you on Instagram. And you are amazing. <laughs> your stuff is so on point all the time. So I love it. Thank you for sharing your um, kindness and your your beautiful um, post that you post on Instagram. Because sometimes it brings a smile to me. And I appreciate that a lot. So everyone, enjoy. Make sure you follow. Make sure you visit. Make sure you subscribe and all that smashy, smashy stuff. But if not, it's okay. I know you're here just to stalk me. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. Mwah.